Hey everyone, Jason Torchinski here. And first, thanks for listening. Second, thanks to our new sponsor, Marble. Marble? We got we got a rock to sponsor our podcast? <laughs> no, David. Marble with a capital M. It's the only all-in-one app for managing your insurance policies and getting rewarded for it. Okay, all right. Well, I have a bunch of cars that I think they're all probably insured, so this could help. Probably not, but Marble's great. It's fast and it's easy to set up as it'll put all of your different insurance policies in one place for you. It's free, which we love around here, being cheapskates, and it will automatically alert you if your rates are going to increase, probably with some kind of really loud sound. Once you set it up, you don't have to do anything as it does it for you, like a robot trained to monitor insurance. And you get marbles, which you can redeem for rewards or use to donate to charity. A marble spewing robot. Whew, that sounds great. How many marbles did you get from it? I got, let's see, two, 900 marbles. Uh, what do you do with that many marbles? I just put them all on a Target gift card. Okay, what'd you do at Target? What'd you get? I got a big uh, crap load of Hot Wheels. I assume for uh, your child? Yeah, yeah, sure, for my child. Mm, okay, well, anyway, um, okay, that sounds good. I like Hot Wheels. Uh, where do I sign up? So you just go to joinmarble.co slash Autopian and you start adding your policies. And not only will you be supporting this podcast, you will also get rewarded just for being a real adult and keeping on top of your insurance. Joinmarble.co slash Autopian, is that right? Yes, David. That's joinmarble.co slash Autopian. I am a for real designer. Um, I uh, had a little bit of a career change. The job that I was doing uh, disappeared. And uh, I came out of that job with a bit of a pension and a little bit of money. So I thought, okay, well, I'll go to university and we'll, 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 we'll go. Well, this is what happens when you have a podcast in Australia, the UK, yeah. Los Angeles. We're really pushing the limits of this internet. episode of the Autopian Podcast. This is uh, episode 13. I'm here with Bo Bachman, Jason Torchinski, and uh, we're going to have a great guest today. Your um, voice is a little gravelly uh, this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why uh-huh. do you look because... like you just got stung by a bee? Uh, uh, you're... Damn, that's harsh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is after the makeup sesh. <laughs> no, no. Wait, you get uh, hair because... and makeup? What kind of fancy place are you running around here? <laughs> it's Australia. Everyone gets it. No, no. Just to let you know, roughly three minutes ago, um, I the reason why I'm even here is because Matt Hardigree, our coworker, called me up and I, while I was sleeping and was like, "Yo, it's podcast time." <laughs> so, well, top of the morning to you, sir. When did you get to sleep? Because you were on you were on Slack uh, just earlier today. So you've only had like what four or five hours of sleep in you, maybe. So my schedule these days is just a disaster. I'll, before I get into that, subscribe to the Autopian podcast, please. Um, my yeah. schedule is a Sorry, bit of a disaster. It's, um, I, I get up like at like 10 and then I wrench for 12 hours and then from 10 PM to like three 30 or so, I try to get something done, edit something, write something. 
So it's um anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, do, we're, do they we're gonna... do they do they serve coffee in Australia? Have you have you considered coffee? Some type of caffeine, coffee. alcohol, even you know, do a <laughs> shot of something. Wake up. It's not, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I, I should <laughs> Knowing David though, that would just drop him on his ass. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I should get some black tea here. Uh, by the way, I'm here. I'm here for uh, um, to fix a, an old car. Um, you can read about it on the Utopian.com, our website. Um, the yeah, furthest place to... on earth you could fly to to fix a car you did, which I love you for. Beautiful Australia. It is, gonna be good. <laughs> it is wonderful. Yeah, I really should get a cup of tea. Speaking of tea, our um, our guest today, Adrian Clark, designer, <laughs> he's a big deal. Designer. I'm so excited. I just want to say this is something I've been wanting to have on a website for a long time where we have a actual designer who's actually worked designing cars in the industry and he will just communicate directly to our readers. Yes. And people ask him to design things like some crazy ass idea I'll have or our readers will have. And this dude, he will design it with the full power of all his training and design and experience it's it's a resource well, that i feel like is underappreciated yes all of that plus he's a little nuts and definitely in the autopian uh, mind uh, meld because uh, he comes up with some of the crazier things i've ever seen and that's why i love him because he's actually bringing practical knowledge and applying it to totally impractical things so i yeah, can't wait is, yeah. we're gonna have adrian on soon right and uh, yes. he's gonna be with us and today's about design, of course. Yep. As much yeah, as possible. Yeah. There's interesting design Ooh. questions to bring up and things to talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. We've, and there's no right or wrong, obvi- which I love. Right. Well, obviously, we're going to talk uh, to Adrian about his background and uh, and all that. We're also going to talk about some stories on from the most popular stories on the Autopian this week. Uh, we have the Detroit Auto Show debut yep. with the new Mustang. Yep. Um we had um, we had a, a big post, a big article from Hubert about uh, flat wheels. You know, if you look at modern wheels, they're pretty much flat on the face of them. They're not, they don't have the dish like they used to. I'm sure yeah. Adrian's going to have an opinion on that. We got a bunch, Which, a by bunch the way, of stuff. Fantastic even- story that, you know, went above my head a little bit. So maybe you guys can explain it to me like a five-year-old so that I can understand exactly how it all works. But a really, really great, uh, great story. Um, yeah. And then, by the way, I interrupted you like a couple of times. Today. When you said tea, I thought you were going to talk about spilling the tea, which apparently which we will we're going to we're gonna spill we're gonna a little to tea that. today. I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, no, it's yeah gonna we're going to spill some tea. When I said tea, I was making just a really dumb and stereotypical joke about yes, uh, we English got people, it, David. Because he's British. We got I, that. I get it. I know. Yes. I'm sorry, guys. Okay, let's bring on Adrian. Oh, yeah, what the hell? Yay. Let's bring him on. Come here, Adrian. All the way from the UK. Yo, Adrian. Where is he? From the UK, the United Kingdom. United Kingdom, exactly. The great. I'm still Britain. in a period of mourning. Yes, um, I believe they. they, they lost we the, still lost have the queen. our uh, flags uh, half mass. I think over. Did we do that? We did fight a war. We did. Yeah. Come out. Adrian. Okay. Hey. <laughs> hey. Glad welcome you to the Utopian it. podcast here. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, it's so awesome. I've been, you know, reading all of your stories. It's finally uh, great to see you in person and be able to catch up and get to know you and, and let our, our readers and listeners get to know you a little bit as well. Well, I did have uh, one of the readers uh, actually commented and said, I can't wait to hear what you sound like. So I hope I'm going to sound <laughs> English enough. And, you know, <laughs> hey, it works for me. I'm a, you just, I'm yeah, a make sure to call us governor every now and then. <laughs> that's yeah. what we're expecting. <laughs> just, just lean into it. 
So at mm-hmm. least talk about crumpets every now and then. We'll crumpet, be good. Crumpets and tea. There you go. So no, what's I the mood of the country? You know, now we, we lost the queen. How are, what, what's the uh, mood going on? It, 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 it's, uh, so we're all in uh, national mourning at the moment. And I'm a bit of a Republican, to be honest. So I'd have them all up against the wall and, you know, change the national anthem to Jerusalem. And, uh, but, you know, the queen, uh, yeah, yeah. She was, you know, I, li- I liked her, not the institution. And so, yeah, I mean, the queues to go. So she's lying in state at the moment and the yeah. queues are like five miles or something. Yeah. They've got it all in this very British way. They've got it all planned out to the absolute, you know. Uh, I, I to, said David to, to Beckham was like in line for 12 yes, hours. Yes, and, and, and yeah, God that was him. on the news tonight. Now, I find it hard to believe that he queued up with the proles. Right. But obviously he did. So, yeah. <laughs> Is proles? I mean, is, that a, is that a is that a word I should know? Proles, uh, didn't you read pro- like proletariat? Like did you read oh, 1984? Okay, exactly, now yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The proletariat, the little people. Yeah. Wow, that's um, good. So, uh, and Monday is going to be not. I, I mean, Monday is going to be crazy. I mean, because everybody is going to be here. You know, Joe Biden's going. to All of the world oh, leaders really? are going to be here. So it's going to be crazy. I mean, you're not going to be able to like fart in london on monday without you oh, know having nice. arms police yeah. in your face so everyone's excited to see a 73 year old start his first real job so it's exciting yeah <laughs> but be good he does he does have a very cool aston martin db6 so we can't you know he's oh, not right. that much of a bad guy is he yes. no, well you're right it's like a it's a customized one, right? Doesn't it run on something interesting? The yeah, it, run, the it runs on, uh, yeah, some something or other. Yeah, it, 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 it runs. Uh, yeah, something, yeah. Is that the one that... But he's had it He's had it since Yeah, it was it, it's, uh, some alternative fuel of some kind. I can't remember, but it's cool. But it was like wine. Yeah, no, he's very... Charles is very into that. He's very into uh, yeah. preserving the environment and, uh, yeah, which is... You know, which which is kind of cool. So, yeah. Well, Adrian, so I I mentioned to everybody how excited I was that we had a real designer who was on staff and ready to talk about design (laughs) with our common people directly. So why don't you just tell us a little bit prove that i'm not lying like explain what you do how you who you've worked for all this stuff let him know you are a for real designer so just i am so i so i am i am a for real designer um i uh had a little bit of a career change uh in my late 30s uh the job that i was doing uh disappeared and uh i came out of that job with a bit of a pension and a little bit of money and i thought okay what am i going to do now and if you'd have asked me, like, when I was like, yay, hi, uh, I was always drawing cars. And uh, I knew I liked kind of creative stuff. So I thought, okay, well, I'll go to you because I didn't have a degree. So I thought, okay, well, I'll go to university and we'll, we're, we're, we're going to. Well, this is what happens when you have a podcast in Australia, the UK, yeah. Los Angeles. We're really London. pushing the limits of this internet. So I went to university and I did like um, a year of an industrial design degree. Um, And while I was at that university, one of the one of the um, things that we had to do was go and speak to somebody like in a uh, in the area that we wanted to work in. And I kind of had these little feelings that I might want to be a car designer because obviously I love cars. So 
I spent, I, 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 the typical idiot that I am, I spent like uh, uh, an afternoon or two afternoons like ringing up all of the car companies. Like, can I come and speak to a car designer? And of course, <laughs> they all said like, you know, piss off. Uh, yeah. And Mini were great. Uh, BMW were great. Mini rang me back and I said, yeah, you can come and, uh, yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. I'll just come and speak to a car designer. It's in Munich. And I was like, well, I'm in London. So that's not really very helpful, but thank you very much. Uh, and then, uh, but Nissan rang me back and, and Nissan is one of the only other car companies that has a studio in the UK. And they said, yeah, come, come down to London and, uh, we can get you in with one of our designers for an hour or so. And I was like, okay, great. So I went down, did that. And I spoke to the guy. Um, and then I kind of knew that I wanted to be a car designer. I, you know, I mean, I kind of had all of these you know, like kind of thoughts in my head. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. So I said to my, I said to my tutor, the, 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 the college that I was, I said, look, you know, I need to go to Coventry because I want to be a car designer. And he was like, yeah, he, he, he kind of knew because, because <laughs> um, I was a smart ass basically. And he said, yeah, I knew you were destined yeah. for better things. He said, get the hell out of here. So, so yeah, so I went to Coventry and um, I, yeah, I just you know, I I I really enjoyed it, and uh, I did my uh, did my my three years, and um, and then I did I did a great project which I was really pleased with, but I probably wasn't quite good enough to get hired straight away, and then I went to the RCA, uh, the Royal College of Art in London, uh, which you know, for somebody like me, I never in a million years thought that you know somebody like me would ever get to go there. Um, and, uh, I got hired from there into, uh, into Land Rover, um, because I was, you know, quite friendly with, uh, Jerry McGovern, who's the Land Rover chief designer. Um, he, uh, yeah, he's a bit of a prickly character, but (laughs) I, but I'm a bit, like I said, I'm, I'm a bit, um, I'm a, I'm a bit of a gobshite and I didn't really care. And I was just like chatting (laughs) to him and he basically, he remembered me. And then when he came to the graduation show, he was like flicking through my portfolio. And the funny thing was my final graduation project was a Jeep. And he, and he looked at it and he was like, this is great. He said, why did you do a Jeep? He said, why didn't you do a Land Rover? And I said, well, would you have paid for it if it was a Land Rover? And he went, no, probably not. And I was like, well, there you go. Then. So, <laughs> and so what, so, um, yeah, go, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, how long did you work for Land Rover for? Uh, just over three years. Oh, until the world until the world went sideways uh, with the yeah. pandemic. So, right. it, was it one of those things? Like, because always curious about designers. Like, you go to school because you love cars, you know, and all the cool things, and then mm. it's like, okay, work on this door handle or work on yes, this no really that's small, absolutely no like you that know, is it, it, absolutely <laughs> what happens and, and i remember like remember i was saying like uh when when i first did my first uh when i was first at barking and Diamond college before i went to coventry yeah. and there was a there, there was a tutor there and he used to be a car designer uh, and he kind of said to me, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I want to be a car designer, but I don't want to be like doing door mirrors or handles. And he said, well, what do you yes. think is going to happen? And of course, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Exactly. So is so, there a door so handle uh, that you designed? Y- that, yes, that's what I want to know. 
Yeah, like, no, no, because we we carry we we carried them over. So uh, I um so I'm trying to think what. So I probably yeah the um uh, the rear reflectors on the new Defender and the uh, cool. and the checker plate on the on the new Defender um, are yours was. Yeah, 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 and the, and the one thirty, the new, the you know the one thirty yeah. defender, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I like the rear reflectors though. I think those are good uh, rear reflector reflectors. The taillight design on the new one, I actually like a lot. I think it's strange. I love it. Yeah. Well, interesting thing about the uh, uh, taillights on the new one because you know it has the spare wheel on the on mm-hmm. the back door, right? So it's got those extra uh, spare uh, those extra lights. Yeah, the little well, ones. It, it, yeah. The little ones, yeah. So they're there for legal reasons because, like, it's about viewing angles. Oh. So we had to put we had to put those there because the spare wheel sticks out so far. Um, mm. So yeah, it's to do with, it's to do with viewing angles. Uh, so to make sure that you can still see um, you can still see them. It's funny because I kind of assumed oh, they were supposed to suggest the originals where it feels like the taillight design and the original Defender yeah. was they forgot they had to put them on until it was yeah. about to be yes, shipped off. Exactly. And they sent a kid down <laughs> oh, to the store to get the no, cheapest like, lights I, he could find. No, it's, trust me, because like <laughs> J- Jerry hates anything. He hates. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Jerry was very proud of these taillights. Uh, yeah, when he but did the, Jerry, the Jerry hates anything heritage. He is like, you know, he. he it, and anything like fun like that, he doesn't like. <laughs> okay, we. Um, well, uh, it is a bit of a heritage vehicle. I mean, it, it does have a flavor of heritage. I, yeah. I'm glad he didn't, you know, totally try to copy it. But uh, overall, it's uh, it's got themes going on. So those uh, those, those rectangular as well. So the reflectors at the bottom there, the horizontal reflectors on either side. Those are those are your work right there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're nicely integrated. Work. I like them. Yeah, yeah, it's a good job. Yeah, the whole rear side of this is good. I, I really like it. It's, it's flat yeah. and, you know, it's very interesting. I will say I did, and I, I'd like to know your opinion. I may have written this article right here where oh, I yeah. kind of took a little umbrage with the fake plastic pillar. Um, that fake square. Yeah. Okay, so the thing about the, the thing about the square, so you And let's let's describe to... it since for the people just listening on audio, uh, okay. the two-door version of the Defender, there's a long window at the rear and there is a body colored, it is literally a plastic square, like a perfect square that is stuck in, like on the front, like it's like slightly towards the front of the car, but it's just stuck right there in the window. And it goes okay, over you, the you go window, which doesn't make yes. any sense. Like normally we'd have a nice view where the back passengers look out of, there's this now box in your face. So yes, yeah. Adrian, what's up with that? Okay, so every car needs a C pillar. You need to anchor it over the wheel because that's okay. what like makes the you know when you look at a car uh that's what kind of makes the design however uh so on the defender so on the 90 um you actually you don't have to have that that's an optional extra you can um uh and i think on the inside there's like some kind of uh i don't know there, there's some kind of extra storage on the inside hmm. Um, I think there, yeah, the there's one, an option. Yeah. Yeah. On the 110, it actually does hide the body in white. There, it, there is actually some metal under there. So, so was it cotton? Was it like a continuity type thing? Like, uh, hey, the 110 has it. You know, let's give it yeah, to the 90. Yeah. Well, actually, yes. Because, uh, yeah. So the 110 has it. And, and, and the thing is, Jerry loves it. And <laughs> it's one of those things that Jerry's a bit stubborn about. 
uh, and when the um, uh, when the press shots for the ninety were being done, uh, and they did some that didn't have that you know that 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 didn't have the the square on, he absolutely went nuts. Really? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it works on the one ten. Um, yeah, the one ten is tacked on on the ninety. Well, I, you know, is. I mean, I I, 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 mean, I, I kind of like it, and I think it, I, th- I think it does work. Um, and yeah, you know, you need that, like I said, the C pillar anchors the whole car, you know, the, you have the, the rear wheel and it's that relationship, that straight line relationship. And I think it kind of works. So. All right. Fair enough. I agree. Fair enough. So I'm curious, Adrian, on a, on a general level, like what do you think are some great automotive designs either through history or current and, and what do you think just. We, we well, haven't I know, gone time, I know it's not but, a fair um, question, but uh, but what what rises? What's the first thing you think about when I say that? Well, one of my favorite cars is, uh, and this is not a car that you guys get. It's a Fiat Panda, the original the Panda. 1980 Fiat. I know Torch. Yeah. Torch yes. yeah, adore that car. Absolutely, oh, absolutely love that car um, because it's the uh, the simplicity and the uh the intelligence like in the design and you know had an ethos and and it was like a people's car but they knew they had to make money and they thought okay mm-hmm. well we need to do this really simple car but we need to make a profit with it and it's just you know ah brilliant oh there we go i've actually written a whole article that just made people <laughs> stop to appreciate the fiat panda i wrote that yeah I, well, I, I i i wrote one as well so <laughs> it's uh, the off-center it grill probably probably used uh, well that's the um because uh, the 35 and the 40 it's the same uh metal stamping but they just used it the other way around oh, which really yeah it. It, yeah i agree because I, th- I feel like it's almost it's one of those cars that's deceptive because it feels like it wasn't designed like it feels like everything was so logical and straightforward you think like yeah they couldn't have designed it but clearly they absolutely did. They thought about every little yeah. bit of that thing. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the thing I like about it is, it's not like it's not it's not a pretty, it's not a beautiful car. It's not like a Fiat Five Hundred where you look at it and you go, "Oh my god, that's so cute! I just want to cuddle yeah. it." Right. But there's a there's a a real kind of uh, there's a real kind of logic to it, I think. And honesty. And it's, yeah, and honesty. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So for for those so, of uh, you listening and uh, not able to see or don't can't visualize a fiat panda uh the early fiat panda i i don't think the tip the layperson would think wow this is a triumph of design it's uh it's very simple it's boxy um that's the beauty of it david that's that's it's that's its majesty yeah i agree yeah i I mean i I agree too i I just think uh, the typical person on the street would be like that's just a little because a little you know why box. because the, because the typical person in the street thinks that car design is about making beautiful cars and it's not mm. i mean it is but it's not you know sometimes mm. you get a beautiful car you know sometimes you end up with an e-type or you end up with a you know a two uh, ferrari two for the gto or something but that's just kind of happenstance you know we don't set Actually, out if you if you set out to kind of try and draw that my God, you'd still be doing it, you know, 50 years later. You, you, you know, you just can't. So, so this kind of reminds me of a conversation Jason and I have all the time about how 
um, like restrictions, uh, oh, limitations yeah. actually lead to some of the best car designs of all time. Like the World War II Jeep, for example, somehow became a design icon, even though there was a literal checklist of, mm. of um, features it had to have and dimensions it had to have. It was basically the government said, hey, design this car. And the result was a mm. design icon. And this is just one of just a bunch of examples of uh, you know, really, uh, uh, like restrictions leading to, you know, legendary design. That's very yeah. Shakespearean. You know, Shakespeare said, like, the more uh, he boxed himself in, the more he forced his creativity to come out. And that's I think, I think that's, that's what true. you're talking about. Absolutely. Totally. Oh. Well, it you seems could... to be the case. Adrian, do you have any thoughts on that? Okay, it's easy to look back in hindsight and say, okay, something like the Jeep, and that was like born out of necessity. Um, and let's be honest, the Jeep is not really a good-looking car, but it has... Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> course, so we my, learned my to whole, love it. My whole world was just shattered, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, has a, it, it has a certain kind of functionality and logic to it, and you can kind of look at it and go, yeah, okay, I can see what that car, car was designed. I mean, you're not going to put it in the Louvre, are you? So now they called David's baby ugly. Uh, now we can call my baby ugly. Uh, should we talk about the Mustang and uh, it, it, oh, the design? new Mustang? Yeah, yes, the new Mustang. Yeah, yeah well, these guys kept some... me up last night. To, you exactly. Know. <laughs> yeah, so we should talk about it because that's the big uh, launch this, this, this uh, week. And Adrian, you did a whole design evaluation and breakdown. So uh, tell did. us what you think. Let's let's hear it. So this is well, a, this is a discussion of the tw new 2020 2024 Ford Mustang, which debuted at the Detroit Auto Show. Yeah. I mean, really, I'm, I'm I, to be honest, I'm I'm disappointed more than anything else um, because they kind of Ford made a kind of big noise about it, and we know we're not going to get many more uh, internal combustion Mustangs, and I just. <sighs> Yeah, it's just really disappointing. And, and you know, they've, they've done it. They've given it new bumpers. They've given it new sheet metal. And, I mean, the interior is, uh, you know, terrible. They've just put, uh, you know, a couple of screens in there. One big screen, it looks like. Oh, well, I guess it's well, two, well, one but big they're screen. Yeah. yeah. So they're sort of yeah. connected. To yeah, screen. they are. But, yeah, it's a lot. And, hmm. and really, I don't know. It's... It, you know, I mean, they're, 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 I mean, for, you know, it's Ford. They've got some money. They could have done something. They could have done better, really. Do, do you think it's too similar to the outgoing car? Oh, it's absolutely too similar. Yeah, because it's basically the same. Uh, it's the same underpinnings, isn't it? You can see the yeah. cant rail, the A pillars, the C pillars are all exactly the same. Um, it's definitely evolutionary, not revolutionary, uh, for sure. Yeah, and they didn't do anything. I mean, and, and the thing was, I read the press release, and it was like, oh, it's a new 2.3 EcoBoost. Well, no, it's not new, because you had that. Like, I rented that last time I went to America, and that was four <laughs> years ago. And it sounded like a fucking cement mixer. So, you know. Well, I think your engine was terrible. I think you're right that they uh, uh, that they overhyped it because they certainly made it seem like a lot more was coming. The, the funny yeah. thing is, like, you know, growing up here in America, we had to have like basically a brand new car every two years. And, and that was something yeah. like if we didn't see enough change, 
uh, we thought something was wrong and, and you've got to change a car. It's got to evolve. You know, every two years, it should look like something different. And that's the way like I grew up, you know, and, and I yeah. was always looking for some big, big changes. And then mm. I start understanding a little bit more about refinement in design and, and you know, take mm. Porsche, for example, is probably mm. the best uh, uh, example of it being in the 911, where really it's the same car that they've just refined yeah. over the last... 60 Absolutely. years just making it better and better yeah, and yeah. better and better. So, All you need you know, to do is just change the Mustang. Now, just, the Mustang doesn't yeah, have that so, history, though. Like, the Mustang isn't no, it something that, no, you know, but like, I they would, have made I, dramatic changes over the years. I think, well, this they, is, they have, this is I, my whole point. When the Mustang yes. came out, so we had the 64 Mustang, and it was everything 65. to all people. And you had the, you know, your secretary, your hairdresser could go and buy one. But then they did, like, Shelby's. And so, so, you know, herring around the racetracks. And then uh, the early 70s, the 71, which is my favorite Mustang, mm. you know, came out. And then the, um, you know, then the Mustang 2, which, yep. all right, was horrible. But, but, <laughs> not bad looking, though. Like, but, it, but the so thing is, that, you're missing that, like, wasn't that like the biggest selling Mustang. The, but the, but the, and then the, here's the, the thing, though. The 67 the was a huge change in design. Yeah. But this is the so thing, they made, this, they they made these design. huge changes and kept adapting to what was going on. But now, yeah. like, it's the whole point. Now we're just stuck in 1964. We're going to keep redoing that over and over <laughs> yeah. again. Well, we were talking we're, in, well, in, in kind Slack of about... Is, is, is Ford really just looking to refine this Mustang more along the lines of Porsche rather than doing the old model of let's kind of start all over again every two years? So that's what I'm kind of wondering aloud, right? I'm sorry, Jason, yeah. I interrupted you. Well, that's okay. I was saying like they could, they have these other sources to pull from. And Adrian was talking with us in Slack and we were thinking, why aren't they going back to like, look at the Fox body, maybe update the Fox body to a modern design yeah. vocabulary. Maybe that I mean, could be something exciting. Yeah. You know, I mean, and the you know the 80, 80s are so hot right now. I mean, but yeah. you know that those kind of uh, things are relevant. You know, we're talking about emissions and aerodynamic efficiency and all of that stuff that kind of fed so, into the Fox body. And and so, I think you know they they and and of course it would have been like a you know a bit of a you know uh, it, you know the internet would have lost its mind if they'd have done a new Fox body, wouldn't it? So oh yeah. 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 Although well, I think I, um, right. I, I think there's some cues from the uh, other generations that maybe they could have, uh, have adapted to. You know, it's funny. I saw this car uh, just about a year ago because I'm on Ford's product committee, so they get to get us to sneak behind the curtain, look at design, mm -hmm. uh, everything from engineering to color and trim to yeah. literally yeah. Uh, throughout the. Year. So when I first saw this car. It was kind of unique. Is it was already baked because usually we do have a little bit of input, so I couldn't say mm. much. And I've got to say, my first reaction was very much yours. You know, the same mm. thing. Geez, it, 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 this can't be an all-new Mustang. This is just uh, evolutionary. Um, for me, the grill almost looked a little bit, I hate to say it, upside-downy, because it's, you know, mm. it, it almost feels a little frowny where, where um, yeah. I don't know. There's no, just it's, something it's about got, it. Uh, but I will like say. a brow thing going on, definitely, yeah. Yes, and I and I think that and, and, and the kind of the curvature, the way that the uh, – the, the grill kind of in the middle to me is a, a little bit uh, odd. Uh, and then it is kind of an angular kind of front end and design. But I think over time, my mind is actually beginning to now more appreciate it. Uh, the whole body is just a little bit crisper. 
you know, more kind of finely designed, uh, mm. you know, in my term, a little bit more angular, which, you know, they're trying to have some modernity uh, in there. So I will say my initial reaction versus a little bit over time, it has gotten better. Um, yeah, but uh, but but I uh, but I, I know where you're coming from for sure. <laughs> well, I think I I think like everything. I think we'll see. I mean, obviously, we've only just seen it. Well, obviously, you saw it a little while ago, um, and so well, let, let's let's see where let's see where they go with it. I, I um I, I think you know like everything. We used to call it soak time when you have something in the studio and it's like oh yes, but you yeah. just let it sit there. And then you get used to it. And then, so, yeah. There is I, one I, thing, not Mustang related, but design related, I want to make sure we get to before we, uh, before we run out of time. And that's for the designer, the, the design the question that got asked to you, Adrian, a while back, that I think everybody has when it comes to car designs. And that's why are the tires so huge in everything that designers draw? I feel like we have to make sure we have time to address that because all our readers ask this all the time. So would you like to just give your side as a designer? Why are those tires well, why always they? so well, huge? Well, okay, okay. Just to, just to tee this up, this is in reference to a, a couple of articles Adrian's written. The latest one being, our designer isn't done letting you know that you're wrong about big wheels on designer's car drawings. Yeah, because it's a, it's like a thing. It's like a thing everybody knows about. It's, when your designers draw the car, they're huge wheels. So just talk us through yeah. why this is the case. <laughs> Because okay, I come. It, it. I mean, mainly it's it's to make them look cool, but also <laughs> because it's all about stance. You wanna yes. you want a car to look cool. You want it to look planted on the road, so that it's like slightly heavier at the bottom. The wheels are like kind of pulled out, so the whole thing kind of looks taut and like um, I don't know. You imagine like a big cat getting ready to like you know jump mm. on its prey, so it's like like that. Um, yeah. so kind of that's so kind of that's why we do it um but the thing is that what what people seem to have uh misunderstood is that they think that means that's why all cars have big wheels and yeah. and the thing is like literally okay so we'll do some sketches and the cars will have big wheels but then when it goes on to when the chief designer says okay yeah we're going to do that or we're going to do that and then uh, it and then it goes to a, a modeler, and you'll sit down with a modeler uh, uh, who who will model it up in Alias, and it goes on to clay. Then it will be like right size straight away. So, I think people feel. I think it's the fact that you're right. It does look cool, but I think it's one of those things that people see as the dramatic difference between those initial concept idea sketches and the cars they get. And I think that yeah. disconnect is what bothers people because they're not practical. You couldn't really build an effective car with wheels in the proportion no. that are in those pictures. But there's a reason you draw them that way, though. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's uh, I mean, part I mean, it's to look cool. And yeah. because you want your sketches to have some drama and you because yes. it's about it's, it's salesmanship, basically. Yeah. When you when you when you do it when you do a sketch or I do a sketch and you and you put them up on the board and so the chief designer comes round, you know you don't want like uh, a kind of pedestrian, boring looking car. You want something that leaps off of the page, you know, that looks like it's doing sixty miles an hour straight away. Yeah. Um, and so and so kind of that, that that's kind of why we do it. All right. 
But it looks cool. Well, and it should look cool. You're trying to get the, your, your point. Salesmanship, you want people to, uh, to the, want that vehicle. So uh, yeah, look and at this the is tiny wheels like showing on the screen. It just doesn't look the and, same. <laughs> and this is the thing. This is what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, what, uh, you know, people buy cars because they look cool, even though, you know, like mm -hmm. your, you know, your mom or your dad, they might not think it, but they go and buy a car because they like how it looks. And, yeah. and something about right. that car says, yeah, I like the look of that because it looks cool and it sells cars. Um, and, you know, and that's uh, unfortunately, you know, that's part of what I do is, you know, make a car that people want to buy that, you know, that look. That looks good. That's not so, unfortunate. That's a, that's a very reasonable thing to do. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but you know that is. But the thing is, that is part of it. And 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 if you you know, uh, you know, people people say, oh, well, that's everything that's wrong with car design because you're just making it look cool. But you know, that is part of that. Is, you know, making a desirable product is you know what 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 sells them. So, yeah. you know, I mean, this is why, you know, Apple sell, you know, however many laptops and iPhones because they're desirable products and people want to buy them. So, makes sense. Mm. Okay. So who do you think um, today is doing the best job in design? I'm sorry, I interrupted you too, David, but who, who do you like today? Who do you think is really on the cutting edge? I think Mazda are doing some great work. Um, I mm. think Land Rover, obviously. And not just because I work there, but I do think they, they <laughs> I do think they are very well designed cars. I agree. Um, Hyundai Kia, Genesis, Hyundai sorry? Kia Genesis, perhaps. Well, yeah, actually, Genesis. I do think, yeah, the grills are a little bit oversized, but I do think they are they are pretty good. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Um, so, so yeah, so um, Porsche, yeah, they're, they're kind of doing it. They're kind of doing okay. Um, I, I, I mean, I generally like stuff that's um, actually the last couple of Ferraris, apart from the recent, what was the SUV that just came out the other day? The Puro, whatever Mark it is. E. But the, yeah, but the last, what was the last mid-engine? Was it the S, SF90? Actually, I thought was pretty good. You have um, you have a Mondial, right? You have like a cool Ferrari too. I do, I do have a Mondial, yes, Ferrari, yeah, yeah. Very cool. How do you pronounce puro sang? Puro sangue? I think it pure is blood. Pure, puro sangue, puro sandwich or, or something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which, puro by the way, sangue. I still think if you, if you cover the grill, it totally looks like a Mach-E. Does that not look like a Mustang <laughs> Mach-E? Uh, from the A-pillar a back? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. What yeah, I, I, can, what yeah, I, right? what I, what I yeah. what I think is quite good. They have sort of managed to get that GT uh, proportion, yeah, on a slightly raised on a kind of with with you know with a slightly raised ride height. So, is this an SUV? It's it's not terrible. No. Well, it is terrible, but it's not as <laughs> terrible as it could be. Wait, wait, I do so, like the so, suicide doors. So is this an SUV? The suicide doors are rad. Uh, we, we got an e we got an email from someone saying this isn't actually an SUV, uh, and they were oh, they were really what, what, what? Well, it's not a station wagon according to uh, Jason. Does it fit the rules? It does have a it does have a window for the cargo area, oh, but I don't wait. know. See, does it cover fifty percent? How does we that have work? To measure. Again? I have to measure and see. It's on the line. Okay. It might qualify <laughs> as a wagon. I have to check. Okay. This is a good reason. So Ferrari, we get need out the ruler. So we can measure <laughs> yes. and see if it's an actual wagon. Because it's right on the line, think, it looks like. 
the thing is, the thing that the thing that kind of dicks me is that oh, it's an SUV. Well, what's wrong with SUVs? I've got a my <laughs> daily driver is a Range Rover Sport, and I love it. It's brilliant. It's an absolutely nice. brilliant car. And there's so many like you know, you just want to get in, you know, chuck your jacket in the back, do your shopping, poodle around town, and they're brilliant. Yeah, so I mean, I don't understand all of the hate. Was that for, for poodling SUVs. around town or poodle? What was what poodle. Do you do poodle? Poodle. Poodle. P W O T L E. Yeah, I, I gotta get the lingo down. Poodle around. I, I think I think there are definitely some anti SUV sentiments for um, you know environmental and pedestrian safety reasons. But in this case, you know, Ferrari is a uh, a brand that's all about handling, and there's an inherent compromise associated with ride height. So yeah. an, an SUV Ferrari, yeah. but just like the Cayenne. I, People said the same thing, right? Ferrari exactly. doesn't yeah. call this an SUV. Like they don't want you to call it an SUV, Ferrari themselves, which is even of course sillier, not. if you ask me. They also won't call their suicide doors suicide doors. They call them oh, they welcome, welcome doors or something, which is aren't ridiculous, they? I think. Mm. Yeah, but no one's gonna call them. Lincoln yeah, the same thing. I mean, they I can't call them suicide doors either. What do they call, they call them? them like coach doors. Yeah, coach doors. Coach doors. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a hard name, but it's also kind of a cool name. It is. Okay, um, we are going to do kind of like a rapid fire uh, session here because we've got uh, some stories that did well this week and we'd love your input, uh, Adrian. Okay. We're just going to talk about the stories that did well. And then um, if you have any sort of thoughts on them, uh, let's, you know, get cracking on them. Um, okay. Okay, uh, okay oh. well, <laughs> here's the first one. Well, we'll get to that one at the end. Yeah, because um, it leads into something else. Yeah. Okay, the first one here, uh, a story by Hubert Mies. Here's why car wheels are so flat these days. And, you know, this was a this story was was great because uh, generally when people think about modern wheels, big wheels that are kind of flat on their outer surface, uh, so they don't have a deep dish in them. They think, OK, it's got to be aerodynamics or maybe they would think, OK, maybe it's a styling thing. Um, That's what I thought. Styling and aerodynamics. And, so I learned right? by this article. I well, figured it Hubert, was body shops so you could curb your wheels more effectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, OK, so Hubert gets into the uh, the 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 dynamics and uh, steering related reasons why uh the industry has moved towards flat flat wheels so, so you're um, an engineer david can you explain it to me cuz i'm an idiot i couldn't i mean it's it's very <laughs> there's a lot of math involved okay can you explain it like simply <laughs> okay okay let's see if i can do this simply i don't think i can but let's try this um, um so with, with with a deep dish wheel okay so if you have the center of the wheel is far inboard from the outside of the wheel so from the sidewall um that moves the brakes inboard and that moves um the lower pivot for the suspension so the ball joint gets moved inboard um whereas with a flat wheel the ball joint can be really far towards the outside now the what this does so there's this thing um it's called the scrub radius basically if you take a line from the upper pivot so the upper ball joint to that lower one where it touches the ground, if it's inboard, then you get a big scrub radius. So with a, with a deep dish wheel, you're pushing that lower pivot inboard. And so you're, you're, you're putting the, uh, the scrub radius, it, it's going, you're creating a large scrub radius. The point here is what this does <laughs> is whenever you hit a bump, you feel it. You feel it really a whole bunch in the steering wheel. So if you hit a pothole, it's kind of jarring. Um, 
and that yeah. is, it's that a packaging really problem also though i think what bo's looking for is why is it yeah. flat it's packaging so there's more room inside the area of the wheel to package Absolutely. brakes and hardware and components that's the main reason they need See, room well, to explain things <laughs> well, <I'm> you know, <laughs> well okay yeah it is a packaging thing it, you're able to move suspension and steering parts farther outboard if you can move the outer face outboard and this the big, the, the real thing, the real important part here is that the move to a rack and pinion, uh, pinion steering system, what that does, it makes your steering more sensitive to this scrub radius idea. So it means moving steering parts outboard becomes more important. So that move to a rack and pinion steering system is what, uh, in many ways, necessitated flat wheel design. It's anyway, a fascinating um, article. And yeah, geeks all over the internet were very excited to read this thing. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I, I mean, as a as speaking as a designer, you always want to have a bit more dish on the wheels because you know wide wheels looks cool. A, a lot of people have, have been asking, "Hey, the Jeep Wrangler has an old school steering se uh, system. Why does it have flat wheels?" And I know for a fact that that in that case, the designers like the flat wheels, which is counterintuitive because you'd think everybody wants dish. Um, yeah, but yeah. All right. That makes sense. Is there any economy really of scale too, David? Like the fact they're already producing flat wheels for everything else, and why make something that doesn't work on all their other cars? Like that had to be a factor too, right? I don't think it is. I think it's a completely oh. unique wheel. Oh, to that, really? To the car? Oh. Uh, yeah. So it, it. I mean, it depends what package you're given, and it that's going to keep moving, especially if the suspension department or brake department are just you know clueless. Um, as a designer, you always want to have a bit of dish in your wheels because that looks cool, but it's what's appropriate, uh, for the car that you're designing. I mean, if you're designing like a, a hatchback or something, then yeah, you don't need like huge, you know, offset wheels. Um, so it gives you a bit more, uh, a, a, a bit more latitude. Um, the aero thing is, uh, Aero doesn't play such a big part on an ICE car. So, and, uh, and, I, and I talked about this in, um, so in, in the comments. Wheels-wise, you mean? Yeah, wheel, sorry. Wheels-wise, wheel, wheels yeah. So those wheels that are like aero wheels, um, normally they're more efficient because they're smaller and they have a, small, uh, they have a lower um, rolling resistance. Um, with the spokes and things like that, it's like really complicated with like regard to the radius and the number of spokes. So just because something is flat doesn't mean that it's like automatically a really good wheel from an aero point of view. There's a lot mm. of other stuff going on. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. There's, okay. There's yeah. Place. I will I'm say, like, um, I love some of these wheel designs that you put up there, by the way, uh, the, the, the flat uh, complete dish. And, and of course the teddy bear, which I, uh, I specifically I had the teddy bear, <laughs> the Ronald teddy bear, <laughs> Ronald teddy bears. I wanted to make sure it ended up in the article. So I, uh, I added you know this. what? Thank you. Torch. Speaking of teddy bears, I think we have a little tie in. Well, oh, kind of. we do the oh, Paddington yeah, bear. This is a fascinating <laughs> little bit of trivia. I, I, I can't this. believe you didn't know this. This is like I had no idea in the UK. Yeah, oh, that's oh. in the UK. But Jason, like, Jason, yeah. read the headline for us. It just says, "Today I learned the original Paddington Bear was made for Jeremy Clarkson. That How Jeremy crazy. Clarkson, the dude, the dude in Top Gear yeah. who punched a guy because he didn't get a steak. He had yeah. the first actual doll of a Paddington Bear." Because his mom made him for like a, a Christmas yeah. present. And then I had no, and apparently 
they built it. They made a bunch of them. And then the author who came up with Paddington Bear, uh, they Michael found out Bones. about it. Right. Yeah. Michael Bond, he, yeah, so he, uh, they, were, they, you know, they didn't want them just selling these unlicensed bears. So there was some legal trouble. And then he hung out with the, he met in the, in the elevator or lift on the way to talk to the lawyers for the Paddington Bear holding company. Uh, Michael Bond kind of bonded with the Clarksons and gave them the license. And so the first yeah. run of Paddington Bear dolls were. And, 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 they, and they still have it, I think. So they're, you know, absolutely. I think they crapping. sold it to a bigger toy company is what oh, right, the, okay. it looked like. But, but anyway, still, they, were, they were absolutely crapping money because of it. Yeah. So, it's amazing. And so, yeah, Mark, yeah. So the reason Jeremy Clarkson got to go to good schools to learn how to write, to be yes. an auto journalist, can you trace wow. it all the way back? The Paddington Bear, which is just yeah. uh, amazing to me. And he commented on it. We, we posted uh, the article on Twitter, and Jeremy Clarkson himself responded because uh, someone put a picture of an to early Clarkson Wow. wow. Look, Very at exciting Look at us. Infamy at last. Almost in a big time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That By was the way, exciting. awesome. I, I never realized uh, this about Jeremy Clarkson. Awesome 80s fro going on, too. Yeah, that is a uh, hell of with, a fro he had going with on. With the yeah. mullet. With the mullet, mm. I might add. No, he so, uh, he's, he's all the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So well, he's been around. He's been story. around for a while because he, you know, he used to the 80s com. I mean, when I was growing up and reading car magazines, uh, he wrote for performance car, I think, possibly in fast lane. I don't know. He can actually write. He's not a total doofus. Oh, of course. No, no, yeah. we know that. Oh, yeah. we respect oh, uh, I'm, I'm just being told that it's puro sangue. Uh, so this is puro, puro sangue. Puro sangue. <laughs> puro sangue. <laughs> oh, that's David, is it time? Uh, puro tea sangue. Time? What do you Ooh, think? Tea time. Puro I think it's let's smell some tea. Maybe it's right. a song, but anyway. All right, I guess we're. I guess, I guess we're going to this tea. I'm a little worried about this because. Uh, no, you shouldn't be. Okay. All right. Um, go ahead and tee it up. I don't know. All what, right. What's so, happening. so here's what. It, so, so I wrote an article this week because they're. Oh, good. Matt, Matt's here. Is going to help me out. We brought Matt Hardegree, our uh, our our colleague here. Okay. So here's the deal. So. There's a new, there's a reboot of the television show Quantum Leap that's starting, and I wrote about it because in the preview for the for the reboot, they show a picture of a manual shifter <laughs> that was done horribly. It looked oh, like man. a person had never seen a manual shifter in their life and was told about it badly by an alien on the phone. So that's I know. What started I, I saw that, and I thought the shifter in my Ferrari was bad. Oh no, this is, <laughs> it, this is this is not a shifter that exists in reality. Anyway, you can see here, it's like a trident with two arms. It doesn't exist. It was a terrible process. Now. Over to the left, oh, oh, first, and then down to the left, nothing, and down to second. Nothing has a shift. No like. It's three <laughs> dog legs. If you look at it, it's three yes. dog legs. Three <laughs> seconds, a dog leg, and first the fourth is a dog arm. leg. That's so the team, voice you're hearing. Yes, by the way. Yeah. that's the thing that bugs me is the squareness of the, the shot. The squareness it's of the shot. That's no yes. car has ever had a anywhere, square. Never. No car has Jason. had a square sock section, Chris. No. Jason, we got to get yeah. a hold of this of this shifter and try to shift it. I bet oh, we, we should try to make it. Oh, it'd be horrible. Anyway, so here's what's so the article. I think everybody agrees shifters are ridiculous prop job. Now here, so when it came time to do the article, David had an issue because David said nobody's gonna know. In fact, he said less than one percent of our audience will know what quantum leap is. Now, David, keep in mind, is basically had the upbringing of like an Amish kid, but without yeah, the rumspringer to I, get I, I, all the cultural. Does David know what Star Wars is? I, I mean, I don't know if he's. It's it's possible he doesn't. It's possible he hasn't. Of course, have you seen Star Wars? Yes, have you, all of them. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. All right. Star so Trek. Give, so, Have you ever watched Star Trek? Uh, not a lot of that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, look, uh, the point is, okay. David doesn't think people know what Quantum Leap I, I wanna, is. I want to read the actual Slack thing. He says, please do. Please is this do. a oh. series? Not enough people know it. Relative to the audience we want, maybe 0.01%. That's <laughs> 1%. 0.01%. The thing is, I, I don't, I, I, I mean, I wasn't particularly enamored with Quantum Leap, but I know what it is. I mean, I yeah. know it was this huge I don't think TV I've seen... show right, like in the 90s. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I've actually seen a whole episode through, but I know what it is. And we did a poll yeah. on Twitter where it was 90 percent of people said they knew. But David is like, no, Twitter doesn't count. That doesn't that <laughs> count because <laughs> now, David, it doesn't count. You would Elon Musk. Yeah, I do but... have a surprise for you. That is actually something you will enjoy seeing, which is uh, can I share my screen? How do I share my screen? I hear a share screen. Hold on. So we had I so David wanted me to go to. Um, he wanted me to go to a Walmart, but I see and get talk to people there. I didn't have time to do it, but he did <laughs> yeah, send someone in LA. Like weirdo at all. Just go to see. Walmart and start asking <laughs> yes. people if they've seen Quantum right, Leap. That's a good segue <laughs> for what we are about to show you. All right, so here's the video that was shot. Um, this was we sent someone out into into LA. Now I have problems with how this was under was undertaken, but Wait let's just go ahead and play. <laughs> what is going on here? Everything's going on here. I'm Tiziano, and I'm going to ask if people have heard of Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap? No, I don't know what that is. I know, I know. I don't really know. Yes. Yes or no? No. No. Conoces Quantum Leap? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I told yes. you guys! Quantum <laughs> Leap. No, this is a flaw, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Please make sure I look good. You look good. Quantum Leap. The person looks great, by <laughs> the way. Yes or no? Yes. yes. No. No. Quantum no. Leap? No. 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 Questions. Have you ever heard of Quantum Leap? <laughs> <laughs> so i think the problem here is we should have said should have said tv show and i think there was a language barrier i, uh, I, think, I, think, well. I think there was a lot of flaws oh it, so, wait uh, yes wait 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 which one was was quantum leap where he exactly uh, exactly uh, wait, wait, no, wait, wait, knows. wait wait i think didn't he like appear like in a historical thing yes yes yes, yes. yes. And then he'd pop yes. out i have heard yes. of quantum leap i cannot, yes. Yes. I cannot <laughs> believe you guys shot that video it's the most incredible thing i've ever seen I think, but i think it's by the way because i think if he said the tv no, show quantum leap people would have known no 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 so here's the thing my point wasn't that our audience doesn't know it because I bet uh, the people who read the Autopian probably know it. We always yes. write for the audience that we don't have, which is the general population. The and general population knows this. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The general population. No, it's population not true. Today, it's not true. <laughs> David, for the record, was raised in a house with 18 boys. Yeah. <laughs> they all got to watch eight minutes of television a day. Yeah. And there's yeah. also I, another fact about your family. I well, guess I don't want to share on a podcast. Don't do it. I don't know That's not too far no, 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 away no, no, from look. my upbringing, and I still know what Quantum Leap is. So, yeah. <laughs> look, I, I watched uh, uh, Armed Forces Network television growing up uh, on military <laughs> bases. So, we, we got like uh, reruns of uh, Patton and uh, Bridge of the uh, River Kwai. You, know, yeah, you probably watched like Small Wonder. Or something like that, and that's about the limit <laughs> of it. 
Hogan's Heroes. Did you watch Hogan's Heroes? Um, no, but I'm just oh, I'm so delighted that um, oh that video ah so great. Yeah, the video was great. I wanted to bury it. I'll admit, I wanted to bury it because I thought it was flawed and it didn't have the results I wanted. Oh, you were gonna bury that? I was gonna bury it. No, scene is better than point zero one percent. So yeah, it's still people who go to Walmart. Here's the thing. Got it. When I when I told Torch to go to Walmart and ask people. I actually wanted him not to ask, do you know what quantum leap is? Because people's inherent response to that is they don't want to say they don't know something. What you should do is ask, what is quantum leap about? And then I bet you it would have been like one out of. Oh, no, I think people would have said some kind of time travel thing, just like Bo did. People people do know what this thing is. It is not some rare bit of esoteric knowledge. This is about I'm as, just saying it was. They advertised for the new show on national football. National you guys are in a broadcast. bubble. It's a not bubble. the bubble. The bubble. bubble. Is people who watch national I'm bubble. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> I have had this argument for too long. Good so is there time. a new quantum leap? Is that what's going on? Yeah, there's a new quantum leap. That's where they that's where they built the shitty shifter so for. The actor had like three names, right? But not Anthony Michael Hall. What was his name? Jonathan uh, Michael something? No, it's um oh fuck, what the hell is that guy? It, uh, uh, Dean Stockwell was his sidekick. And then it was um uh, Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Oh, yeah. Scott Bakula. Let's be careful here. We don't want to lose our audience of people who Sorry. have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> By the way, our, you our, think we've lost them already. Our, <laughs> um, our producer, uh, Taylor, said it was Harry Dean Stanton. It wasn't Harry Dean Stanton. The Harry Dean Stanton was the guy from No, the not Repo Harry Man. Dean Stanton. No, 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 it wasn't. No, no. It no. was the uh, the guy I said before. Was named yeah, Dean, uh, Dean Stockwell. Dean Stock, Dean yeah. Stock, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, well, that, that doesn't settle that. So there we go. <laughs> Settled. Welcome, welcome well, to the Quantum Leap podcast. Yes. If you're watching this on YouTube, please take advantage of the comments to let David know that he's absolutely insane. People know what Quantum Leap is. And if oh, you're just on a, if you're, and if you're uh, listening on a podcast, then just yell it out your car window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, that is going to conclude for today. Um, a oh, wonderful yeah. episode of the Autopian podcast with Adrian Clark, a legend whom you can read on the Autopian.com. Ah. A uh, phenomenal Autopian. Absolutely. Yep. Amazing great, great writer. Uh, gives a lot of great insight into car design. So check him out. Um, anybody have anything else to say? Otherwise, we are going to uh, well, subscribe. You, Always subscribe to the Autopian podcast in whatever format <sighs> is most comfortable for you. Please Do subscribe. It. We're begging. Okay.